Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. They shall all be slain from get in line <laughs> to Jane. We're it's all been done. The podcast. He was my imaginary friend. It's my co-host Evan. When I awaken, I will make him eat his <laughs> make him eat his. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> oh, hooray. You didn't want to include the last word there? You thought it was a little too uh, non-horrifying? Had you finished your sentence? It's. Uh, I'd rather leave it up to the imagination of the listener. Sure. As in many horror movies, it's less scary if you see them on. Yeah. Wait. Yes. It's more yeah. scary if you don't see the monster. Right? Well, I don't know. Sometimes. That's Depends on the monster, I suppose, right? <laughs> People are kind of scared of our podcast. What's your spookiest monster? What's your spookiest monster? What monster am I most afraid of? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I, you say that as if you have an answer prepared. Do you know what your spookiest monster is? I, I think probably xenomorphs, like from Alien. Ooh, that's a good answer. Like, that's a fucking scary monster. I'll tell oh, you. It's, no, it's not the xenomorph. It's the little crawly guys. The, the uh, chest, face huggers. Face huggers. God damn, man. Face hugger chest burster. I still, like, I remember there was a video game, like Alien vs. Predator, back in, like, the 90s. The Capcom beat em up one? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. No, this is, like, a, a first-person shooter, and these little crawly guys made this, like, <laughs> notion and you couldn't see them they were like squirting around all the room and whenever i hear like i hear that i'm sorry your I'm verb still... was they were squirting around the yeah, room those guys you know <laughs> squirting skittering all, all over the place sure and it just they just jump right up on the screen and kill mm. you in one hit oh yeah it was scary as shit lovely like i still like I, my, my palms were actually sweaty now thinking <laughs> of it you know i think that the classic movie monsters are not scary Right? I, I you mean, got your Wolfman, you got your Dracula, you got your creature from the Black Lagoon. Who yeah. gives a shit? I mean, you could just shoot him, right? right. He doesn't have any special powers. Get to the 80s, we get a little more scary. Like, because I think because Michael, Jason, uh-huh. they're realistic threats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? They're like, absolutely 100% Someone could real. stab you. That's something that could happen to you. You're less likely to get eaten by a werewolf. But hey, someone, someone could, like, could... hop out of the woods with a machete and cut <laughs> right. you. Yeah. But I think truly modern horror my but the scariest for me would be the it follows creature oh yeah right you yeah. can't see it it's constantly tailing you it you wants it. nothing but to kill you yeah, fuck you and kill you well yes or you can you can see it but you don't know what it is mm-hmm. right yeah it wants to it's truly it when, wants to turn into your grandma and have sex with you <laughs> when someone reframed it as a metaphor for stds uh-huh. that really it made the movie coalesce in my head like oh okay this is a warning about safe sex is uh-huh. it follows well i'm thinking of like scary movies like back from the like 50s and stuff like that and i think horror i mean it, i mean horror is always a, a metaphor for what scares us as a culture and a society but i mean they sure. but like you know it's sort of it, i mean again we've talked about it before like the opposite side of comedy is horror not sure. tra- not necessarily tragedy and so, our podcast is a little bit of both yeah yeah a little <laughs> existential dread creeping yeah, in sure. right right just like our heat wave <laughs> but like it, it just as comedy has gotten funnier to horror us has to, gotten scarier right because sure. it's, it's it's more fine-tuned to what we are scared of sure yes which i think is why the, the scariest horror is almost always going to be the horror that is current <laughs> sure if horror is a metaphor for something that scares us as a society in the 80s what was people jumping out of the woods in <laughs> machetes a uh metaphor it was for? a it was a response against the moral majority sort of like that fear of sex oh because oh, remember, because, most of the slashers yeah, are most of the slashers are killing sure. like sexy sexy time boys sure. and girls, sure. right? And the final girl, sort of like this virginal uh, archetype that you know just sort of flounces through the movie and gets stronger and stronger, even as the bad guy stays sure. sort of exactly the same. Boy, I kind of had hoped that you would give me something funny, but I hadn't thought about that. You were <laughs> you gave me a, a logical, thoughtful, academic answer to that question. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's what I wanted. Is a this is a extended fart noise, sustained fart. Sus- 
S- speaking of snow, <laughs> no, we're not, that's not a good transition. Wow. Speaking, of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of what scares us as a society speaking of societal importance good (laughs) things that are important to us as a society uh we have a great guest on the show today he's a producer for shows at earwolf and through team coco he's the sole creative mind behind america's horror story he's the co-host of the upcoming podcast maybe don't it's the man better known as chef kevin kevin barteld how are you kevin hey thank you so much for having me guys i'm uh super (laughs) excited to be here and (laughs) I like the progression from sustained fart to uh, like horror. <laughs> I got my 9 a.m. Sunday morning cup of coffee, and, and I am ready to talk bare naked ladies. Perfect. You can see the logical through lines yeah. from horror naturally, to farts to bare naked ladies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of existential dread, yeah, now exactly. we move on to bare naked ladies. It's true. Here um, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, for in our lives right now, I think that is our biggest existential dread is that we're going to be doing this for the next yeah. uh, four years. They're never going to stop. I think they, they're going to outlive us. They might. Yeah, it's very possible. Very <laughs> um, possible. Kev, you said you were excited to be on the podcast today. Can you tell me why? <laughs> yes. You guys sounded shocked. Yes. Um, I've been, I listened to a ton of Bare Naked Ladies, uh, like, uh, not my whole life, but literally this weekend. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I grew up listening to it like on the radio and stuff. Um, but Mm -hmm. was very fascinated by this song, this album, just doing a lot of like research about the band. Um, I'm very interested in your guys take on this tune. Okay. Interesting. We we usually don't have much prepare for more divergences to yeah, oh, sustained please. parts. I, uh, but, yes. yeah, okay. We'll definitely yeah, need that. <laughs> we'll be clutching onto it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. You're excited. Normally we have to get like some black, a little bit of blackmail to get guests on here. <laughs> sure. Like, we have to like internet stalk them for a while, you know, like their stuff, sort of catfish them. I'm but, hoping you know, that you're... my lack of like general knowledge about the band will be made up for in like uh, music skills, I guess is like, I played drums and guitar growing up and was able to like kind of break this song down music theory wise. So I'm hoping that I can like distract from my general lack of knowledge with like, but look at that minor progression. What do we all think about that? (laughs) Well, the bar on this show is set so low low. that you could probably easily step over it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry. when you say you, you listened to a lot of Bare Naked Ladies this weekend, I assume was that was in preparation for this, or were you just in a mood? <laughs> uh, was in preparation for this, but then became a mood. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. What's, uh, I mean, you said you didn't really much listen to them growing up. Uh, when you were listening uh, over the course of the last few days, what kind of stuck out to you? What did you? Was there a song that you kind of stuck on or was interesting to you or... I mean, really, it was all the hits, and then I felt immediately mm-hmm. shamed by Will Hines. I will gladly call him out for saying, like, <laughs> when you guys asked him what his favorite uh, BNL song was, he was like, oh, man, I can't say, like, the popular ones, because that's like saying um, <laughs> your favorite Beatles song is Hey Jude. And I was like, screw you, Will. I like those songs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you've li- you listened to the Will Hines episode in pre- Kevin, you are clear, like by and large our most prepared guest so far. Congratulations to you. We'll be sending you your certificate yes. in the oh mail. Oh, nicely done. I'm honored, and Lost. you guys will notice in about 15 minutes you're slowly going to pull that certificate back. 
Okay, good, good. That's what we want. Um, so you don't really have a history with this band. You might be... Are you just like a little too young? You're mid-20s, yes. correct? I'm 26, and I think this album came out when I was eight years old. <laughs> sure. So that um, means stunt, their big, big album came out when you were, yeah, five or six. So you really have no history with the band, correct? Not, not a thorough history, but it was like a... Like cousins, um, friends, older brothers, like dads Mm -hmm. and uncles playing a lot of Bare Naked Ladies. My favorite Bare Naked Ladies story is my neighbor was a DJ for Radio Disney and was like obsessed with Bare Naked Ladies, but couldn't say Bare Naked Ladies on Radio (laughs) Disney. So through him, I would hear a lot of Bare Naked Ladies, but on the radio, he'd be like, that was B&L with Pinch Me. And I was like, <laughs> you clever man. <laughs> An acronym. Who would have come up with a plan yes. like this? Uh, yeah, I think they, because they did that on the Weird Al show too, mm-hmm. and Kids WB. They big had noodle new, lasagna. Big no- needle lasagna? Noodle. Noodle lasagna. Whoa, hey, hey, yeah. this isn't like a Halloween scare. <laughs> sorry, I thought this was a prank. That's big needle lasagna. Um, Yuck. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that tends to be the case, is that I don't know why i mean they, they they chose the least friendly radio friendly name they could which uh obviously hadn't held them back a whole lot mm-hmm. nowadays it just feels so goofy though because they are kind of like a bunch of mm, older than middle-aged dudes kind of playing it straight and they still have the name bare naked ladies which is a delight to me like yeah. when you grow out of something but you're still stuck with it for the rest of your life like your like your aol screen name or your <laughs> yeah you're definitely stuck with your aol screen name forever <laughs> I mean, Kind of, That's right? right. If you just like don't ever go on AOL again, like they'll they'll track we you all down. Have that <laughs> tattooed yeah. to our wrist. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. In the dystopian future we live in, everyone knows everyone else's AIM they screen just keep, name. They just yeah. keep sending and you their CDs. Like, oh wait. Yes, that and like their away message. Oh, absolutely. I, I, speaking of Barenaked Ladies, I think I had many Barenaked Ladies lyrics as away <laughs> messages in the mid to late '90s, which is another. Source of shade. <laughs> I did some really weird, like, one time as an away message, or, like, in my bio on the bottom, it said, like, R.I.P. my grandpa. And then a oh. bunch of people reached out, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, wh- did this just happen? And I was like, no, it was before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That is that is a a big swing. That's amazing. It was a big swing. It got a lot of attention. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Um, did the how did the conversation flow after that? Were they like fuck you or yeah okactly. okay goodbye? Like do you know the the door closed sound that <laughs> yes, A made? Exactly. It was a lot of that. Yeah. Um. Kevin, your new podcast is called Maybe Don't. Uh, it's you and you song from the Doughboys podcast. Uh, and right. it's you two doing sort of a, a variety show. Uh, you sent me the first episode and it was super fun to listen to. Um, Thank you. But you also, you mentioned but on what the what pod- is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say you're appealing to a super niche audience. And so are we. And my question is, yes. why are we doing this? Why are you why are you making maybe don't? Help us figure ourselves <laughs> yes, out. Yes, we need therapy and you are cheap. You're on here for free. So Yes. 
That is a great question that Yusong and I still ask ourselves constantly. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it was first reverse engineered of like, dude, we should totally do a podcast because, you know, sure. you and me, and that'd be cool. And then <laughs> we tried it several times, and it was horrible because we didn't know each other at all, and we had right. no idea what we were doing. And then we just started, like, hanging out all the time and then became actual friends. And then we were like, now let's try this. Like, eight months later, we were like, let's try this again, but without any sort of, like, um, we're going to rob a bank, like, improv-y, <laughs> like, uh, heavily semi-scripted stuff. Um, we were more just like, let's do a combination of, like, us being, like, honest with what we're going on, what's going on with our lives, but sure. then also um, me writing fan fiction about, like, if I made it to Yusong's violin recital, like, <laughs> what what that would have been like, and him playing songs and, like, me reading, like, my grocery list from three years ago. <laughs> So it's a combin it's a combination of like us being like sincere, but then also like doing very uh, tacky bits that my like AOL messenger would have really enjoyed. Sure. Um, <laughs> but why yeah. are we doing it? I think we just um, uh, have liked hanging out a lot the last year. It was kind of our plan from the beginning to like we should do some sort of podcast, but now. It's like both challenging us to like push ourselves creatively, like mm -hmm. with uh, bits and segments for the show. But then we're also having moments like uh, on Friday where like after the conversation we have, both of us were like, wow, that felt really good to like uh, get some of that off our chest. Just like, you know, deeper things we're struggling with. So it, it kind of like unintentionally became a little therapeutic. Um, oh. So we're kind of treating it like. Uh, let's hang out and then figure out the shit we're going through. <laughs> and then undercut it with like uh, weird jazz songs on piano. <laughs> well, I mean, there has to be a pretense for two 20-somethings to hang out. You can't just hang out. Right. You have to have it a podcast. It has to be a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I took so much pride, like, because I've worked at Earwolf for four years now. Mm -hmm. I took so much pride, like, telling people when they're like, so do you have a podcast? And being like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of amazing that you slid by for so long. It was such a great flex to be like, I just work on them. I don't need to make them. Um, and then after four years, I was like, I got to make one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we are living proof, there are too many podcasts in the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. there should oh. not be. Any yeah. Sort and now of... I'm I'm joining that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congrats. Welcome to the fold. Yeah. There is not any sort of environment where it's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast <laughs> should flourish. Sure. And be one yes. of three Bare Naked Ladies podcasts <laughs> yes. in the world world <laughs> that's incredible Boy, what the fuck are we doing um yeah it, it, it was just it's so funny and adorable to me as a hollywood handbook and doughboys fan that the that you guys are like well they're friends we should be friends too and then just sort of progressed from there the producers of both shows so yeah we joined yeah. forces it's a it's adorable thank you i'm glad you liked it um speaking of adorable Nope. Let's get to this, this song is not adorable song. <laughs> song is many things but adorable is not one of them <laughs> This week's song is called Off the Hook. If you've never heard it before, here is a brief sample. All around the room, you 
Okay, so Kevin, um, have you ever heard this song before I force you to listen to it? No, uh, first time. Sure, first time, long time. Um, first time, what, long time listener of this song. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you think of it? Just like a a quick uh, sort of the first time you listened to it, your your feelings. Well, very right off the bat, I liked the computerized drums that mm. they had. As a drummer, I don't think a lot of people use that in the right way. Sure. Like, there's a band I really like called Metronomy, and they use a lot of that, and it's really good at like setting kind of like a softer mood to it Mm -hmm. and then the song just kind of like layers all these like nice things on it like that piano progression the guitars the uh like the live drums and so i think an issue that a lot of songs especially today have is they find like one hook and then they're like let's just loop like let's only do this for four minutes or like for three minutes and so i really like hearing stuff like layered and taken away and and changing a lot i don't think there's a lot of movement in music that there should be i guess because i think people just find two or three things and then just loop them for whatever three minutes so i i definitely enjoyed hearing it from from top to bottom like first listen i was like great this is good (laughs) <laughs> then as I'm like reading the lyrics, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. As I'm like following along with the lyrics, I'm like, uh, okay, here we go. Um, and then there was a few like melody things where I was like, it's all kind of like going down the way he's singing. He's like singing down a scale or something kind of a little bit up. But then with the off the hook, he kind of goes completely the opposite direction so there's just a few things too, like musically, where I was like, uh, "What?" It, it, I don't know. I feel like at times it bit off more than it could chew, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Yeah, I, uh, I would, I would pretty much agree with all those points. I did love the layering. I think, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, their their drummer is like one of their most important resources, and because he's so fucking good. And when they yeah. let off with that drum machine, Evan, you're shaking your head. Tyler is not good. Okay, this is a podcast. I can't wait to hear Saker's, that take. Saker's gaslighting, you guys. I wasn't shaking my head. I was oh, nodding. You piece of shit. <laughs> um, and, uh, thumbs yes. down. Big thumbs down. <laughs> Big thumbs down. Oh, now he's like mood. eating a giant baguette. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> One bite at a time, buddy. Um, he's miming it, for the podcast. <laughs> Good radio. Is, that, the opening beat, the, the electronic bu- drum beat, like, yeah. it reminded me of Salt and Peppa's Push It. <laughs> Like I kept yeah. waiting for like that, like. Uh, 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 Could you imagine uh, if they did that? Holy shit, that would be amazing! I kept waiting for that to come in. Saker, Just mash sample, him up for it. me. Done, and here you can hear it. Thanks for making me do additional work for this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's the only joy I have anymore. <laughs> this is like we don't 
We've never heard a drum machine so far in in Better Good Ladies. There's been some. There's been some later. Have in. we? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. they're, they're usually real small though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because they've experimented with electronica before. Sure. And I think I've called it out every time, and okay. I just don't remember which songs they were off receipts, the top of my head. Receipts. I don't believe you. <laughs> Credit card receipts. Credit card receipts. <laughs> yeah. Just go, it's all cheater. on radio. It's all on the. It's all on record. Just go back and listen to every episode of our <laughs> podcast and <laughs> <Sure>. find them. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was I was into that drum machine. I thought it was cool. I thought it was different. And then we also get Ty eventually anyway. They loop those real drums yeah. in. Sounds good. He was your I think that like this is one of those situations. I, I really liked the like interstitials. I really liked the background. What, the, the what music, do you mean by the interstitials? Like in between the stanzas of the lyrics, like okay. they, would, they would kind of like loop something in, be it like an, a little electronic oh, sure. beeps and boops, sure. or they would like... Mm-hmm. Um, like just the again the drum machine so the song itself was layered really well and actually i didn't mind the lyrics like i felt like they were pretty much bare naked lady standard like the, a lot of wordplay a lot of tricker little, little little bips and bobs and and things like that but like for me this song is like somehow managed to become like less than the sum of its parts okay. like i liked <laughs> i liked all the things going in so it's like sure. making like oh yeah mm, some delicious steak and then let's just well i love vanilla ice cream so let's just scoop that on top like so i just didn't it just didn't land for me. And I think the biggest the biggest downer for me is it just felt like Steve was kind of sleepwalking through the piece. It's it is a little more yeah, of a down song. I can song. feel that. Yeah. Than but it wasn't even get. it wasn't even down. Like if there had I mean, been I'm just like talking a, about energy wise, right? Yeah, if 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 he had been like maudlin or if he had like had any sort of emotion emotional heft to it i would have been fine but it was just it was just sort of emotionless to me like it felt like he was just kind of like then we go outside and that too that that chord that was progression to the tune of the transformer then we go that, like outside. let him off the hook like i feel like he's used that a couple times before that just that exact same like duh, 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 duh. you to let him off the Oh, oh, that that progression. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm so. thinking like, was it in the car? I think he used it in there. I don't know. <laughs> sounds, we are the know nothing podcast, Evan. No, but that's like that's a common um, like melody progression to sing. So when I heard it, I I learned it on guitar and was like, yes, there are like I can't name them right now, but there's like two or three other songs like that. I immediately was like, okay, yeah, this is not a <laughs> groundbreaking melody. Um, and I think that's what what was yeah kind of bothering me too was that was the one thing that kind of felt not phoned in a little bit but it was like I don't know it felt like a little Morrissey is that did mm-hmm. you guys feel that at all yeah, yeah. I could hear that yeah, I could get that yeah definitely yeah I just I mean in my notes I wrote contemporary adult bullshit like it's really <laughs> yeah. just like kind of generic although I do think that this might be if I were to tell someone oh this is what the Brandon ladies are about. I might show them this song, not because it's the best, but we have mm-hmm. kind of a, a very standard chord progression. We have a very catchy hook. We have a song about a nightmare boyfriend or a nightmare <laughs> husband. Like it's yeah. everything yeah. that Bare Naked Ladies is just put into one very boring song. I thought, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, this is, this is, this is them. And let's, can we, can we talk about this, this narrator a little bit? Let's talk about the, uh, Please. the lines themselves. Um, Obviously, just to kind of like lay the plot out, uh, there's a, a shitty couple. Uh, well, he's shitty. She uh, trusts everything he says, and I think there's like a little codependency going on on her oh, on think? her end. Okay, how so? I mean, just just it seems kind of. I mean, uh, people call it loyalty, but it's not really loyalty. It's like dependency. I, I don't know what her motivations are for sure. staying in the marriage when it's obviously clear he's cheating on her 
like from from like yeah she's from she's jump. aware yeah yeah but mm-hmm. she believes she cleans that smoking gun guys she believes him it's yeah, cool she cleans the smoking gun but she doesn't not acknowledge that a murder took place <laughs> right so she's like she's abetting him but I she's guess not true. necessarily i mean she's abetting and supporting him but she doesn't she doesn't gaslit herself like yeah. she's well aware of what's going on she could get away with murder one and you would clean the smoking gun which makes me very, very confused that in this song, the the line that's drawn in the sand for her, like dirty sheets, credit card receipts, souvenirs of Manucci, so all this shit has happened. The credit card receipts, the dirty sheets, the souvenirs of man who And then one day she wakes up in the night and either she hears him talking to himself or hears him talking to someone on the phone and she goes, that's it. Now I've made up my mind. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Like, it seems very sudden in the plot line of this song where she's like, this is it. That's the final straw. broke the camel's back um i mean I, maybe she's enchanted enchant oh they, by do, they do mention hexes several uh, times oh, during so this, this is some sort of <laughs> so maybe he's like a he's a witch or something oh fuck okay this is the next it follows <laughs> this might be this is contemporary horror this makes yeah, sense. So, she, so, so so she finally figures out a way to break the spell yeah yeah like okay. swallows like some hen's bane or something okay you know you know how you break curses <laughs> right spin sure. around three times yep. spit over your it's shoulder like a horror version of cinderella <laughs> yeah, it's basically that's what you're making this out to be okay interesting so did you have a whole read for did you have other I mean, proof that be, he was a wizard this could be like i mean I, I like the cinderella read this could be like cinderella and prince charming you know after the fact oh fuck because i mean she doesn't know him right they yeah. get married because yeah i mean she's like a a, ser- a server in, yeah. a, in a house mm-hmm. and uh i mean obviously the situation she goes into is much better than the one she's coming from yeah but i mean prince charming's got a lot on the table right he can he can play around all he wants yeah Cinderella, yeah. what's cinderella got as far as like as far as like romantic uh capital right? sure i mean she's, she's like a waif he beautiful. picked up off the street okay all right <laughs> beauty can only take you so far though <laughs> especially in a fantasy setting okay that's fair it's the shot at the end of the graduate where they're just like sitting there and it just holds on them but it's now it's with cinderella and prince charming <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is um yeah this... i like the scene building and the like first verse it, it made me think i'm so shocked that there's no music video for this right no no <laughs> i was praying that there was that there was because you could just see like the director like Every single line is a shot. <laughs> All around the room, things are placed. It's just a bigger shot of a room. Next to you, he fills the space. Cut to a bed. And, and like, uh, saving face. Cut to his face. Like, uh-huh. pictures, the honeymoon pictures and stuff. It seemed like every single line was a shot for the music video. For like sure. It was all exposition. All around the room, things are placed. And next to you, and so it seems your saving grace is only saving face. The pictures of the two of you on Yeah, if this was a bare naked ladies video, it would not be straight down the plate because they do two things. 
either jumping yeah. cars and explosions or <laughs> cool. they, they take like one line of the song and they make that all about this. So it's <laughs> it's this video. I mean, the video is all the things you described, but it's taking place like in a shooting gallery <laughs> sure, because, yeah. you know, yeah. smoking guns. Like it'll be something like that. Yeah. It's their chefs at a restaurant. It's yes. making him eat his words. Literally, she's cooking them up for him. And yeah, I did. I, I agree. I think it'd be really fun to do a music video, like set sort of like a 1950s, uh, like infer- one of those like far- future informational videos like this will save you 22 hours a day in the kitchen for this song yeah, yeah it'd be really fun to do like one of those like uh like do shoot it in like faux black and white or like okay. like real color like recent color yeah. colorized stuff and yeah. then have have her be sort of trapped in this loveless marriage in the 50s oh, because shit. you know america was sort great of back a then esque right? sort of yeah, uh you yeah, got it i could see you that got it that's what I'm pitching is I'm throwing down in the room. I was going to uh, say, guys, we both need to stop our podcast and start making music videos, videos. for Bare Naked Ladies songs. Oh, shit. Yeah, we just pick out songs and we create what their music videos would be. There's the cast. We're mm-hmm. done. <laughs> um, Great. I, I, I did like, I mean, I agree with you. That first, it does seem like a lot of scene setting and I enjoy it. But truly, that first line fucking sucks. All around, like, I agree. That line is like, Here are, here's stuff. Like all around your room, things are placed. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what you do with things. You put them places. What are you saying? Where is this going? It just feels like a huge placeholder line that they were just like, mm, yeah, yeah like what rhymes with space? Okay, uh, we'll <laughs> yes. say things are placed. Yeah. I think people do write lyrics that way. Is like, I really want to say, and next to you, he fills the space, and right. then they work backwards from there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would say all around the room, your things effaced. Effaced? Yeah, because they're they're sort of like elided by his presence. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Uh, you've used several words that I don't understand. <laughs> elided by his presence. Elided. Okay, like, sure. Put in a parenthetical. Like she's her stuff's there, but it's not necessarily in the foreground because he's sort of dominated oh. the space. Which which leads into the next line. Oh shit! But I'm no. Songwriter. I honestly think maybe I'm just being a minimalist, but like. Start with a, he was your imaginary friend. For me, that's when it kind of gets yeah, cooking sure. a little yeah. bit. You could just lose the first five lines. Yeah, the f- whole first verse. Because even, like, and next to you, he fills the space. Because we're meant mm-hmm. to believe that she cares about him. And that line does not seem like the narrator cares about this. <laughs> like, hey, he's there. He fills the space. Mm-hmm. He's whatever. It's like, uh. um, can we Can we each pitch? I like your uh, things are effaced. I would say... um. All around the room, your things have taste. <laughs> no, that's bad. Okay. How about displaced? Yeah. Uh, how about toothpaste? All around the room, I see toothpaste. <laughs> Next to you, he fills the space. Now we're, we're creating this character. She's a hoarder. I get it. Like, I get a view yeah. of what her... That's a little more novel-like. Um, yeah. I was going to say, like, th- things erased or uh, something. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, now yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting spooky again. <laughs> yeah, I did like uh, I like the dichotomy between that imaginary friend line that you mentioned, like, and then partners to the end, like. He was your imaginary friend. You were partners till the end. But it does sort of build her up a bit in the first. The first stanza sort of does that in that that in the third line, and so it seems your saving grace is only saving face. Sure. So that sort of gives a mm-hmm. little bit of insight into her motivation. Sure. Because I mean, she knows he's a cheater, right? But she's got this life that she's built up. Yeah. And she needs to like it's sort of like a, a Bill and Hillary Clinton sort of thing, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. She'll never admit to the fact that he cheated on her, but it's obvious to everyone, and it's obvious to her. But right. like 
she's got her own reasons for doing so. Sure. Right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily out of love. I don't know what their relationship is anymore. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. And everyone obviously thinks about Bill and Hillary's, you know, photos of them on their honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Sure. Well, Kev, we didn't tell you, but we try to bring every song back to Bill and Hillary yeah. in this yeah. podcast. And I always try to bring it back to their honeymoon photos. So, like, <laughs> yes. we're finding a perfect middle ground. Come on. We're moving away from Kevin Bartelt Creep. We're moving to they... Kevin Bartelt MMA. That's where do you where think they going. went on honeymoon? To Bill and Hillary? Yeah. Where do you where do you guess? What's your guess? Are the endives a place or is that a type of lettuce? Maldives, I think, <laughs> is what you're thinking. Endive is a type of like green, leafy green. But I think the Maldives are what you're talking about. I don't think so. I think they may have gone to the endives, buddy. Okay. All right. Okay. Where do you think they think went? They went to like I imagine them in like southern Greece. Okay. Like a yeah, down in like Crete. Do you have a reason for that, or are you just I saying I just a see, place? I just see Bill Clinton in like one of those like a linen shirt open to the chest, <laughs> sure. and just like sitting there on like a boat, you know, sure. off the off of one of those Grecian villages that is just like built into the hillside, so it just sort of goes up and up mm-hmm. and up. And he's just sitting there, and Hillary is like coming out with a she's got two drinks that she's just mixed for them out of the boat's cabin. <laughs> I just I just see that you have a deep rich inner life. They've never they've I'm never been this jealous. happy, and they'll never be this happy again. Sure. Kevin, and of course, where then Bill oh, and, oh no oh, no, and never she, mind. She sets the, she sets the drinks down and then realizes that Bill's just sitting there staring at the beach where there is attractive Grecian oh, woman like sunning go. herself. Okay. And then, even then, as far back as that, you she see the knew. seeds. She knew. She knew. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Vegas, and then when I Google <laughs> when I Googled it, it looks like Haiti. <laughs> it looks like Haiti. I Googled Bill and Hillary Clinton honeymoon. The first thing is. Clinton's oh, oh, oh. Haitian black magic secret, and I'm seeing a lot of links to uh, <laughs> like Haiti honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have, I like think, a serpent in the rainbow thing. I think so they, Bill gets killed and brought back as a zombie. They meant Hades. <laughs> Don't <laughs> bury me if I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they meant Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Clinton. Bill Clinton wrote about voodoo magic in his book Jesus Christ. I, I'm seeing the exact conspiracy website that you are looking at right now, and it is a delight. This is amazing. Sure, we'll include this in this the show notes. This is what. Yeah, this is what bare naked yeah. ladies needs to write music so about. They, yeah, that's where they learn to make children into sex, uh, zombie sex slaves. Right? <laughs> oh boy. Yes. I hope this is the kind of pod, This is the kind of uh, of of uh, exposure you wanted for uh, for maybe don't right. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> yes, children. Yes, I zombie. want. Haitian conspiracy theorist to let check out maybe don't available now. Um yeah, that's uh uh Hey, can I ask speaking of gross men and gross things they do, what the fuck is this guy doing that his sheets are dirty after he che- I mean, I understand maybe messy, but dirty yeah. implies that there's like like I don't know, stay like and not just the stains, stains. yeah. The credit card receipts, the dirty Like food play. Okay, sure. That makes I sense. Think, so I don't think it's the sheets. I think his credit card receipts are very gross, <laughs> okay. and then he lays them on the bed, <laughs> okay. and it's more of like A to B. It's sure. not as metaphorical as you think. I think it's he puts after a long day mm-hmm. uh, rubbing his credit card seats in the dirt. He <laughs> throws them all on the sheets, and sure. then the sheets are filthy. Sure, and then of course. Continuing the non-metaphor, the souvenirs of men who cheat. He has the number one cheater award laying on his bed next yes. to all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's probably right. What would that even look like? It would just look like an Oscar. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know, except that the guy would have a, a his genitalia out. I think on the award. Yeah, right? it's a, it's an atomically correct, anatomically correct Oscar. Yes, absolutely. It's um, an Oscar, and then there's like another Oscar standing behind them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, the award for cucky. Oscars. What do you think she heard that left her shaken? So I was kind of wondering that because I think when I listened to this song when I was a teenager, I thought it was like he was talking in his sleep. I think it's sustained fart. That's what I thought. But like somebody, a I was sleep li- fart. It's <laughs> <laughs> a loud rips one. She's like, that's it. Jesus. That's it. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Um, but I know I, you're cheating, but whatever you're doing in the middle of the night is disgusting. <laughs> Wait, that fart. That's the dirty sheets. <laughs> that fart smelled like garlic, and we didn't have garlic for dinner. Where did he go after dinner and eat garlic with a mysterious woman? Um, yeah, I, I thought that uh, I read something online that hearing him talk was like hearing him talk on the phone to another woman, like huh. that night, right? Which I guess could that makes be. sense. Yeah, I don't know. It truly, I think it's so it's so vague that. Does it really matter, I guess? I think it would be cooler. I think it'd be cooler if it was he was, like, saying the other person's name in his sleep. Sure. Because I think, like, hearing someone else on the phone is kind of, like, lame imagery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, especially, like, imaginary friend. I was hoping this was going to get... I know we keep talking about spooky stuff jokingly, but when I saw he was your imaginary friend, I was like, oh my God, are they like seeing things? That's right? so cool. That would have been way better. We could yeah. read it however we want. I mean, want. he could have been like renewing the enchantments that kept her in the oh. dark. What? So he's got like a pentagram and he's like carving sigils on his flesh. <laughs> and she like, yes. She hears him muttering in like the a name of Aramaic. And yeah, sure. Uh, she hears him doing his Haitian voodoo rituals, just like Jeez. the clips. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, like, I, I'm with you, Kevin. I thought that it was, like, him muttering a name, but that makes her way crazier, because she's like, oh, I heard you say Chelsea in your sleep. Who's Chelsea? What does Chelsea yeah. mean? And then she looks like an insane person. Chelsea's our daughter. <laughs> right. uh, yes. These are, we have, um, these characters are certainly Bill and Hillary. They wrote it about them? Okay, got it. Yeah. I think, but that would have been cool, though, if, not that, like, who's Chelsea that's why did you say that but like if she knew the whole time like I think he's sleeping with someone else I think he's cheating I think he's cheating and then hearing like Chelsea Chelsea whatever <laughs> like maybe multiple times sure like I I think that would have been a cool like okay my fears are like validified now because now you are saying this person's name sure. in your sleep sure I'm just doing a lot of legwork for it to you not are. be a phone call in the <laughs> other room are. it's very it's a little too horny too I think for Brennan and ladies although we did just have a song yes. about convention sex on mm-hmm. this album so maybe not horny enough my tongue inside of her <laughs> oh boy um, a lot of B&O wordplay in this song. Uh, the, we have three mm-hmm. meanings of off the hook. Letting him off the hook, eating his words off the hook, the phone stays off the hook, uh, which is just kind of classic. Oh, man. Yeah. Phone off the hook. Okay, then. Man, yeah. I lost. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I feel you because I didn't get that until way later either. Yeah. This poor fucking woman, because she's like, okay, I know he's cheating now. Fuck this guy. From now on, the phone stays off the hook. So she's like, is she going to stay with him? And just like, you can't call anybody, Bill. But like, it just seems like the phone staying off the hook is not a, it's a disproportionately small punishment for whatever is happening here, right? 
Just yeah, kinda... like, and there's also just like layers of sadness with this song. Like, this story <laughs> is sad, but also like listening to it is sad. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. <laughs> like hearing it from the narrator just bums you out. It's like, yeah, this is a really shitty situation. Yeah. Kind of just feel feel bad listening to it. Yeah, for everyone in the situation. I, I don't. Agree. I don't think she's mm-hmm. gonna stick around because she says like, the line. It's like make him eat his words while he's alone because yep. he won't be around. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. And from now on the phones. Oh, so she's, he's ruined her for future relationships. Not only will you not be around, mm-hmm. but from now on the phone stays off the hook. Yeah, all and my she kicks him. Boyfriends. She kicks him out and then the neighbor sprays him with a hose and <laughs> all this is a uh, one, one big song. A prequel to the they song. They clean off the dirty sheets mm-hmm. with the same hose. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, it does kind of sound like this is a horrible situation. And now, she is moving on, but yeah. it's like ninety percent. Like in the song, it's like ninety percent a horrible situation, ten percent moving on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't know. There were some interesting rhymes in here too. We have this like they're really hammering quantity over quality in the, on this album as far as <laughs> the agree. rhymes are yeah. concerned. Accepting enemies on bended knees, a litany of tragedy. It's very kind of a rap lyric. Uh, but I that's what of... I was going to say. I feel like I'm listening to hip hop. It's yeah. salt and pepper. Right. That's right. Oh, that's going to fit so well with Push, push It. it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, of quantity. Well, it's not terrible, though. I, I kind of like the, the line. Mm-hmm. Um, as far Here's as... my frustration with that melodically, though, is... I think the instrumentation is so pretty mm. like that the keyboard in the beginning I think is mm-hmm. very like soothing that mm-hmm. combined with the computer uh, the electronic drums and then when he goes into like rap god mode <laughs> it kind of like distracts all of the nice like soft imagery they've created sure. yeah. and so I just yeah I kind of feel like he like throttles you know i think he kind of goes from like one to ten a little bit but as i was listening to obviously like other bare naked lady songs i was like okay this isn't unusual for the, for him yeah yeah that's kind of what they do best um mm-hmm. yeah i i like that uh that that weird that bubbly electronic riff underneath the uh the drum machine too it got a little uh it, it didn't grate on me it was very simple just the do 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 but it was cool i liked it did you guys hear the uh the demo version of this no is there a demo holy shit uh i mean i when i googled off off the hook or like when i listened to it on spotify too there was like a version and this could be someone just completely trolling us but there's a (laughs) album called the ladies room volume four uh which i imagine is all just demos and there's a demo version of this which made me really appreciate the guy who produced this i think his name was like don was or don was yeah um yeah um but it's more instead of the keyboard, it's all like acoustic guitar, and um, and it sounds pretty cool on it. And then, like forty seconds in, it's just like loud electric guitar. Um, And it sounds very different. It sounds more like a traditional alternative rock song right. that you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is a song. So I like I like the version that they turned it into. The demo is very interesting, though. I The acoustic guitar stuff that they do is very cool. And I think it's fascinating 
for the producer to be like, this is cool. Let's totally not use it though right. and do something totally different but trust me it will sound a lot better yeah just taking the skeleton and kind mm-hmm. of revising it yeah i don't know that's cool i i love hearing because we've we've listened to some of their demos before and they do take a hugely different it is a lot more pop sensibilities uh and this uh on this album especially they go a little crazy with them which is awesome um don was just killed it on this album he yep. did a great job um, he's a special guy yeah i, I liked it yeah Although they did keep a lot of that driving sort of guitar at the mm-hmm. end of this song. It's kind of that out of nowhere, unexpected, like solo that ends the song, which is so weird to me. Did you see um, there's a live version of this where two of the guys from Kids in the Hall like introduced yeah. them like, ladies and gentlemen, bare naked ladies. And then everyone screams and they perform this. And yeah, at the very end, they give his name Stephen, right? Yeah. They give him a... Like, someone walks up, hands him a guitar, and then he just shreds the solo. And it kind of feels like, did you add this guitar part at the end so that someone could hand you a guitar <laughs> at the very end of the song? Because it's not like, when you watch it, it's you're not like, yes, this is what the song needed. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was on uh, Ships and Dip 5, I believe. Oh, yeah, they used to have a cruise, yes. yeah, which is very bizarre. But, oh, cool. Wait, the kids in the hall were on Ships and Dip 5. It was two of them. Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald, I think that. Yeah. I think we're putting too much of this song in this episode. I know. We're talking. Kevin, you came so fucking prepared. This is amazing. Uh, This one uses a a cassaba, like a maraca with beads around. Or cabasa. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 1950s instrument. It's super cool. It's on the chorus. It's like a scraper, rattler, washboard, maraca combination instrument. It's really interesting. It's got those like chains of like ball bearings around. Yeah. Like chain mail around like a a club. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um. And then the only other note I had for Misophonia fans at two minutes and six seconds, you can hear somebody's real wet mouth open up as they start to sing. <laughs> oh my part god! Oh, it's it's a it's a somebody's real delight. real wet mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It's slapping. It's good. Good shit. Um, They're like, we're recording now, and then he just finishes like a. Uh, like wet drink or something. Yeah, his mustard wet drink. sandwich that he was eating. Redundant. Just a nice yeah, exactly. slurp of soda. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Let um, me just finish this slurpy real quick. <laughs> right. Uh, Kevin, did you have any other like sort of uh, notes about the lyrics or the music that you kind of wanted to get into here? Um, if I not, mean, we can totally cut this. <laughs> no, I I do. I'm 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 still like kind of perplexed and interested by it. I mean, it's uh, this came out in 2000 mm-hmm. and I think I'm curious if they were to like uh, regut the song, or, or like if it were if they were to do a completely different version of it, if it still would be four and a half minutes, <laughs> because like th- three and three minutes in, you like feel it. You're like, okay, yep, we're we're still in this, <laughs> yep. and I think part of that is at fault of like s- like so many lyrics. It kind of feels like, yeah. um, like I wonder if it would benefit from cutting like two verses out or something like that or like that big outro yeah uh, jam sesh um and i do like that like uh, again to kind of detail the layering progression 
I and I've done this myself as a drummer when the live snare comes in like on the second verse I really it's it's honestly such a small thing just having that actual snare come in um like 40 seconds in mm-hmm. uh I really like that because it's the perfect middle ground before the like louder, rockier chorus. Yeah. So they're doing a lot of like small things that keep it moving forward. You know, it's like, okay, nice, um, sad sounding keyboard progression with like gentle uh, electronic drums. And then that like, like comes in, which I, I can't tell if that's like a guitar or a piano. Um, it comes in like right when he starts singing. And it's like, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. Then second verse, they add the drums. And I'm like, okay, we're definitely, you know, adding more, but in a an acceptable amount. And then the chorus just like jams. I, I was just so fast. Like yeah. not enough bands do stuff like this anymore. I know I was just kind of repeating what I said earlier, but I'm still like, I'm impressed with the way they layer. They move a little bit more like uh, step by step. And then there's just something, though, like halfway through the verse after the first chorus, I'm just kind of like checking my phone a little sure. bit like, did I have dinner plans tonight or was it tomorrow? Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the last thing you want to do as a as a band is surprise people. You want to be gentle with them. You don't want to jolt them. You want to be very, yeah, walking on yeah. eggshells the whole time. No, I, mean, I, I, I find songs in the maroon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's it was it was the vibe they were aiming here for, and I think they uh, they did a good job in in capturing it. Um, Evan, yes, how is this song like Harry Potter? <laughs> Give me a little bit of history. As we all know, this al- this album came out in two thousand, uh, which is when the Harry Potter movies went into production. Uh, so, I would say that this song <laughs> is about the Dursleys, uh-huh. uh huh, Vernon and Petunia, of course, uh-huh. and Dudley. Um, because you know Vernon's getting up to some shit on the side. Sure. And I don't know why she stays with him, because I feel like Petunia gets sort of a bad rap. I mean, sure, she's a shit to Harry, but Harry's a shit. And uh, Mm -hmm. Petunia, like, do you know Petunia's backstory, right? She was, like, Lily's sister, and they got along, and then Lily got invited to Hogwarts. And then Petunia's like, oh, my sister's going to Hogwarts. And sent a letter to Hogwarts, like, hey, can I come too? Dumbledore says no. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No so idea. then, yeah, he sends her a letter saying, nope, sorry, no muggles allowed. You're a piece of shit. You're Jesus all garbage. Christ. <laughs> and so she's, like, living in her sister's shadow this whole time. And she's got a lot of repressed, like, emotion, which I feel like the narrative of this song also has. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's trapped in a loveless marriage with a man who is a, like, nativist, jingoist piece of shit. Sure. Like, Vernon is the worst. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, I mean, apart from, like, James Potter. But but you think that Vernon is getting it on with other women? I think so. I think so. Because he's really? got that he's got that look about him. Ugh, all right. Hey, man, there's a... I don't I don't knock it, right? Sure. Don't don't Somebody don't have fat shame or anything. Yeah. yeah, there's there's people out there for him. I mean, like, the wizards are fucking... As... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you, you were going to say something? I just recently myself have, for the first time, I bought the Harry Potter box set and watched Ooh. all of them. Oh, nice. I watched, I watched like, the first two, I think, when they came out, and then I didn't see the other ones. And so I, like, literally last week finished the last one. <laughs> and it also, I think that's a great comparison. I would also think of, like, Snape as a child, like, watching yeah. Lily and James. I could see kind of some of that off the hook, like, resentment in there of, like... <laughs> What is happening? Sure. Like, I could see you're happy with someone else, but you should be happy with me. 
look at my credit card receipts. Oh, man, that's actually an interesting take on this song is what if they aren't in a relationship and this person is just pissed off well, at there's the pictures other of person? their honeymoon. What's okay? Well, fuck you. Hold up. He just the person just thinks it's a honeymoon. Because okay, so they're, so they're the just same, crazy. They're in the same room together. <laughs> yeah, I guess got, any this, song this you up, can read. But like, you could be jealous of like someone else's honeymoon. Sure. Like you could like it's they're jealous. This character is jealous of another couple, and then seeing them on a honeymoon is like annoying to them because they're like, "It would have been better if you were with me. Yes. Our honeymoon would have been way cooler. Oh. We would have gone to Haiti." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so what I'm thinking is it, because the line is the pictures of the two of you on holiday on honeymoon. What if the narrator's like a stalker looking through the window? I was just about to say that. Yeah. And oh looking at the pictures, God. or has like snuck it and, and like a like like fo- superimposed herself over pictures sure. of the honeymoon. Oh, I love and the- that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Absolutely. so cool. <laughs> there we go. There's a successful read of this song. Um, we da-da-da-da. got it. <laughs> yeah, we we found it. Oh, that brings a whole new. He was your imaginary friend. We get a whole new meaning yeah. on that line. Yeah, this Perfect. is all. Yeah, in the age, it's possible in the age of the internet, right? We got it. We have to ignore ninety percent of the lines, but I That's think fine. we got there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I love cool. That. Yeah. Excellent. Good read. I like that. Vernon, Vernon Dursley. <laughs> Jesus. And like the souvenirs of men who cheat. Maybe this character knows that the person she's with is cheating on her. Oh. And so he, and he's like, you shouldn't be with him because he's cheating on sure. you. You should have been with me. Because they, but he's a stalker, so you don't like that. Yes, because he's dug so through you have all her, these mixed feelings. He's dug through her trash can and found his receipts in the trash can. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. cheating on you with you. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to rating this song. All right, so as you listeners know, we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The more naked it is, the better. As usual, we give the guests some time to think about their rating. We'll start with Evan. What do you think of bare naked, fully clothed? It's a it's a Thursday night. Sure. I've been at work all all week. Partner's been at work all week. I come home. Uh, uh, the the boy is with uh, the grandparents, so okay. we've got a night. We plan a date night. Okay. So I'm gonna get come home. I'm gonna make some spaghetti. I'm gonna make some garlic bread. I'm gonna make some noodles and whatnot. Uh, it's a nice side salad. Mm, good stuff like that. Partner comes home. I'm like I'm getting I'm getting in the mood, getting ready. We've got we've got everything. I mean, we're not like a super romantic sort of thing, but you know, I put out put on some uh, put on some music to set the mood. Conventioneers. Like our favorite show, Conventioneers, of course. <laughs> uh, my partner comes home. It's it's going well. Like the dinners, but there's like there's something just a little bit off. Uh huh. About my about uh, like the, the conversation just doesn't like doesn't pop like it normally does. Like I feel like there's like a distance between us. Uh-huh. My partner's saying all the right things, but there's like the way the delivery is just a little bit uh-huh. off and like i catch them like looking at me out of the corner of their eyes sometimes I'm sorry you know this is a review right are you just talking about your life or is this real is this happening i'm being real with you Saker. oh okay i'm sorry i'm listening okay and so my After partners will review the song my partner is just uh, like looking at me in the corner of our eyes well like you know it, it might have been an off day like uh-huh. like we're i don't want to ruin the mood like everything's still sort of high energy so we we go we watch our supernatural uh we go into bed we have our we have our marital congress. Um, Jesus Christ! Good times, good times. Have, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not top of the line, but it's not the, it's not the worst. Like it's kind of middle of the road, but it's, it's still, I feel like there's something off. Mm-hmm. But like you know, afterwards, I'm like cleaning up, go into the shower, take my shower, heat, like that sort of stuff. And I just see my partner is just like laying in bed, like just like a board, just like okay. wooden, still just staring at the ceiling. And uh, so I'm like, okay, what the fuck ever. Uh, I go in, and then I go into the bathroom, and I wipe the. Um, the fog off of it Uh and i see my partner behind the mirror (laughs) like banging on the glass like screaming right so i realized this whole time 
I've slept with a mirror person. Okay, sure. So it's everything I like, everything I should like. My partner's personality, sure. my partner's body, sure. like all the good stuff, all the stuff that attracts me. But there's something fundamentally wrong with it. And I think this stole a good song and took it into the mirror dimension. Okay. <laughs> I see. So that's my review. <laughs> but wait, is it, it's, na- it's naked then? It's naked, it's but it's post- just, it's wrong. Okay. Like it's naked, but not in any way you'd want. <laughs> Got like, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like to imagine when we started recording this, you pre-recorded just a few things um, that you were going to say about this, but then on the side wrote this insane thriller that you're like <laughs> pitching to a bunch of major networks. Yeah. And every like five minutes you'd hit play and then it would be like, you know, the lyrics actually aren't that bad. And then you're like, act two, we return. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gets mixed up and he reads segments of Tom Clancy novel. That's not Tom Clancy, Stephen King novels <laughs> as you were reviewing the songs. Um, mine is, um, I've had doubts. For a while now, I thought my partner might be cheating on me. And, uh, you know, my partner is is gets home before me in this fantasy world. Uh, and uh, so one day I decide, you know what? I'm going to leave early. I'm going to call off. I'm going to take a half day. Mm. I'm going to come home. And I am going to just because you know what? I'm sick. I don't have the money for a private detective. I'm going to go home and I'm going to see for myself what's going on. So I drive home and the whole time I'm in my head, I'm thinking, fuck something. This is what, what am I going to do if I find if I find them in, in bed with someone else? This could be, am I going to confront them? Am I going to run away? Am I going to, well, just, just go we'll downstairs and start playing video games and, like normal. Yeah, basically. Uh, and uh, so I get home and I see through the window. As I look through the window, I'm seeing the pictures of us on honeymoon, mm-hmm. on holiday. <laughs> and then I look over to the bed and I see certainly my partner is having marital congress non-marital congress extramarital extramarital congress is someone else so i bill clinton Clinton, yes (laughs) i break open the window with my bare hands i pull myself in bleeding over the glass shards and i say what the fuck is happening here and it is uh it's my partner and they've still got it's very uh uh sort of um like television sex so they still have like their underwear on right and uh and they get up out of bed and they say oh it's not what it looks like and then below them i see my my weird aunt who i thought died several years ago (laughs) and she's there and are they having sex no they're playing a board game in their underwear on my bed and who else is there but bill clinton (laughs) absolutely he's there in his underwear too and they're all playing strip clue together uh-huh. so this song for me runs very much along the same lines as you it's not naked for me i'd say this song still has its uh genitals covered by a layer but it's weird it is off the wall from their their normal stuff but i'd say it's pretty damn good i actually mm. i like this song a lot i thought it was uh it's just something not right about this song it was refreshing but yeah it's weird right like as you were talking i was thinking of mine and i think there is just something off something strange mm-hmm. kevin what do you think uh thanks for asking very similar <laughs> uh situation uh i'd say for me it's like a uh you know four-day weekend with uh you know with the girlfriend and then she suggests you know how about we go to a water park like let's do something fun and different you're like sure i love water parks and we're having a great time you know we have monday off and uh it's saturday and you know she's like how about i get us some pina coladas i'm like man i haven't had one of those in a minute sure it sounds great and then you're listening to some songs like a bare naked ladies podcast or something and then you finish the episode and you're like that's kind of weird. I I don't think the bar was that far. 
And then she comes back with the pina coladas and said, oh, I was just catching up with some people. Oh, okay, whatever. And then, you know, you go home and you notice you feel kind of lightheaded. You're like, (laughs) I guess I I got a lot of sun. You know, I'm normally not outside that long. And then she says, um, you know, like as right before you fall asleep, let's go to the water park again tomorrow. (laughs) And then you're like, all right, that's guy. We don't really have... I don't think I've gone to a water park twice in my, like, back-to-back ever, you know, let alone (laughs) in any sort of frequency. But, you know, why not? And then so we go back tomorrow. Same scenario. She, you know, offers to get some pina coladas. But, uh, again, you listen to now two episodes of the (laughs) Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and you're like, God, what is happening? Mm -hmm. You come back, and uh, you feel, again, even more lightheaded. And you say, "I I feel like I'm sick. But you don't smell anything, you can't taste anything, and uh, <laughs> you pass out, and you wake up, and your partner's there with someone else. It's the lifeguard from the water park, <laughs> but you're so nauseous, you don't know what to do. And then you Google <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> sure. You discover your place is getting flooded with uh, carbon monoxide, but you're trying to stop your lover from uh, having sex with someone else. Mm -hmm. But you go to the store down the street and you get a hazmat suit. You think that maybe that will help you with this carbon monoxide situation. But you're nervous because you also don't want your lover to think you're not ready for her. So you cut the bottom half of the hazmat (laughs) suit off and return home. So for me, it's a bottomless hazmat suit. That's beautiful. And when you return home... Now that you're no longer poisoned, you realize you never went to a water park. You never had a girlfriend. <laughs> you're just yes, exactly. in a pantsless hazmat suit. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> With your cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. That is, uh, that's, a, that's a perfect rating. Good job. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. All right. So, Kevin, thank you. The, the podcast yeah. is called Maybe Don't. When does it premiere? Is it our, This episode goes up uh, August 13th. When does that come out? Uh, it's been out now for a couple of weeks, oh. so make sure to check it out. Excellent. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very good. Anything else going on? Anything else you want people to check out? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kev Bartelt, B-A-R-T-E-L-T, and on Twitter at Kevin J. Bartelt. Um, you can also check out, at this point, the 300th episode of Hollywood Handbook wow. came out, and I think... For better or for worse, people will remember my appearance on it. Um, so make sure to check that out. <laughs> okay. I have, God, I am so excited for that 300th episode. Uh, man, it's it's been a ride. Thank you so much for being yes. on the show, Kev. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so much Thanks fun. Thanks so much, guys. Yep. See you later. See ya. Hey, Evan. Yeah. You always are defeated every other episode because we record two commercials in a row. You just can't do it anymore. I can. I can always do it. Okay. But you choose not to? Yeah. What's your favorite video game console of all time? Neo Geo. Ooh. The Neo Geo. Why? Because it was so great. It was a game changer that nobody recognized. Yeah, because it costs, I think, $500 I I went over to my rich kid's friend's house and played it, and it was amazing yeah i remember seeing like how much I'm like, i can see the hair <laughs> i can see his hair how much the neo geo would cost nowadays and it was like 984 dollars or something the console and the games themselves were just like little, arcade like, you would pull like pull them out of the arcade machines yeah they're and, like little yeah. playing cards yeah they were hum- uh, 
You're thinking Turbo Graphics now. Turbo Graphics is what I was thinking. Okay, of. yeah. Neo Geo was incredibly expensive. Turbo Graphics wasn't that expensive, but that was a cool. Well, then Neo Geo. What I was it? I changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> I was right. I was right all along. It was Neo Geo. <laughs> That's fine. Um. Uh. Cool. That's great. What's your favorite arcade guy? Oh boy, Chuck E. Cheese probably. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of arcade guys out there, right? Chuck E. Cheeps? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheeps. Um, I do you know that now Chuck E. Cheese, when you go, you have all the games are on free play, unlimited play. Really? Doesn't that feel like I, I'm saying this, and that I feel like those people who are like, well, I don't think college should be free because I paid for my college. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like. Well, I paid so much money at Chuck E. Cheese. What you do you know, mean it's like, free now? Tokens were part of the experience, but like I know they were talking about doing like a Dave and Buster's thing where you had like the card where you'd load shit up on it. Uh, but even before they were free, like Chuck E. Cheese, all the games were one token. That was their like famously yes. they were always one token forever. Do you want to? So you just pay like forty dollars when you go and but like I feel like part of my like part of the nostalgia of an arcade for me and this is when I go to barcades and stuff. Uh-huh. And I just don't feel the same thing because I don't have like a there's no like there's nothing I have no skin in the game right, right. I'm not paying for this sure. right? I mean I'm paying for drinks obviously and I, like just walking around with like your pocket just loaded with tokens like remember the remember the sheer joy of feeding $20 into a token machine and it just spit token after token after token and every token you're like yeah I can't wait to feed this into Smash TV I think I was raised with a weird guilt where I don't think that ever felt fun to me I just felt like oh I'm wasting my parents money the whole time <laughs> I was a strange child I guess but yeah. I don't know um, do you want to... I only went on my birthdays, so I felt, I felt... You're justified. Whatever you want to do on your birthday. That's right. Um, do you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese on your birthday this year? No, because you can't go without a... I guess I can bring can. my kid, but then we... No, no we fun. can go without a kid and eat pizza, is what I'm saying. Do you want to try Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so slow. Here's at... We can do a live podcast from Chuck E. Cheese while we eat pizza. You think they'll let us set up our recording equipment? I don't see why not. Why wouldn't they? We're only recording at a children's place. That's not weird at all. Yeah, right, and this is going to be a Garfield dead and loving it over again. Oh, man. I wish we would have gone to that Garfield musical. I'm so glad we did not go to the child's Garfield musical and do what we had planned. We made the wrong choice. We made the definite right choice. You know what else is... You know who didn't make the wrong choice? Uh, did make the ring, wrong ring ring. You're a... From the minds of Nikki Tells You How to Live Your Life's Nikki Smith and It's All Been Done Radio Hour's Jerome Wetzel comes a new weekly photo comic called Bear Boys. Gummy. Bear Boys. Bear, Sorry. Go- Bear Boys. <laughs> Every Saturday, read a news trip at IABDpresents.com. Follow the tribe of gummy bears on their adventures as they navigate the jungle of a living room, seek out wise elders at the top of the couch, and forage for food on a messy desk. All of our programming can be found at iabdpresents.com. And please support us, if even if it's just for the $1 donation at patreon.com slash iabd. What do you think gummy bears eat? Gummy bears eat gummy picnic baskets. Gummy bears eat gummy trash. <laughs> In the gummy campsite, they, well, they, don't have, a- they don't have functional mouth parts. Do you think they just like jab it into their like because flesh. they're not living are you okay you have to either suspend your disbelief or not but you can't say what do they eat no, their I'm, mouths don't work i can totally do both it's just like star wars or star trek right i mean all that stuff is made up anyway and there's like magic and shit and uh, gods and traditional beings and aliens that couldn't possibly exist but it's not going to stop 700 million people from arguing about it on the internet like it's real well those people are idiots i mean to be honest they're all just neck beards <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> Like, how dare you? Excuse me? How dare you? So I can imagine the gummy bears are like literal bits of like sentient 
but their mouths don't work. Yeah, they have no mouth parts, and they like bounce around kind of. They like flop around, and then bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. Oh. And instead of like eating, they just like take something and like jab it into them because they have like soft, they have soft exteriors, and just like goes in and then slowly like digests. So how does a gummy bear die if they can poke holes in their own stomachs? But heals over. They're still living beings. Oh, so it does hurt. I mean, it heals. Yeah, but it hurts. Bad. Okay, <laughs> this is horrific. Their life is horrible. Yeah, but you know what would answer? Gummy bears. If you would read Life's Gummy by Nikki and Jerome, you would figure out all the answers to your problems. You acted like you were reading that, but you were staring at me the whole time. <laughs> it was. I was trying. Well, to... I mean, Nikki Sticks does have the best advice. She does. Oh, she tells me how to live my Do life. Do you think so she tells good. gummy bears how to live their lives? I think she dictates how they live their life because she writes the comics. So. Do you think it's as sad as we made it out to be? Probably. I would say there's a lot of death. It's a grim, gritty version of Gummy Bears of the Disney Show. Well, Gummy Bears the Disney Show is grim and gritty. Like, the backstory. I mean, because there's like 12 of them, right? And they're the last survivors of a dying race. Are they really? Yeah, the, the place where they live is the Great Warren, and it used to be full of gummy bears, but then there aren't any anymore. Why do you like, think there's a revival of, like, Disney afternoon properties, right? DuckTales, yeah, Chip and Dale just got all announced. all the kids who loved it as kids are now adults who want to show it to their kids. So why hasn't... I mean, gummy bears not even, like, has been talked about in the last 20 years, right? I feel like gummy bears was, like, a popular Disney afternoon show, yeah, and then now it's just gone. Bonkers? Where's Bonkers? Give me my new Bonkers series. Do you remember Bonkers? <laughs> the good, the bad, and the geeky. See, see the, thing about, <laughs> the thing about Bonkers is you need to know that he didn't really have any problems. I don't actually remember Bonkers. That's fine. Listen to IDBA. <laughs> Dead, on. Dead on arrival. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now is the time in the podcast when we spin of that wheel and hey. figure out what our segment for today is. Ooh. Today's segment is Tone Deaf. <laughs> which is what? I don't know. <laughs> Big Bang Theory theme. This song is the theme to a sitcom, either real Jesus. or imaginary. Name or describe the characters and general situation. More like shitcom, am I right? Jesus, what a fucking nightmare of a sitcom. Um, I mean, it'd have to be like a crazy ex-girlfriend scenario where like the humor... Come on now, now. It doesn't really come from the situation. It's sure. Not, not necessarily a sitcom. Because you'd have to like fundamentally hate both of the people to get any humor out of this. I think this is almost maybe a sitcom in the 1940s or 50s where it was widely, you know, when Ralph they, said like, hey, bang, zoom to the moon, like he talked about punching his yeah, wife, there, people laughed. That there wouldn't be a sitcom about like cheating spouses, I think, in the 40s and 50s. Like, I feel like that that was sort of verboten. Yeah. I know the Hayes Code handled movies and you can get away with more on TV, but like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that would sit with a 1950s audience. So maybe like, then it's back when America was great. Sure. <laughs> back when, yeah. Um, maybe it's not the 1950s then. Maybe it's the 2050s. Maybe we've normalized cheating to a point where. Uh, but I feel but there like... wouldn't be any humor in it if it was normalized. Oh, but it'd be, like no, going, no, no, no. it'd be like a sitcom about going to McDonald's. But there's there's humor in like stoners, the stoner character. Mm -hmm. Like even though we've normalized, you know, pot usage, you know, that's still the, the trope but is funny. I feel like we could get away with it nowadays because it could be cheating and it could be a fun. It could be funny situations coming like like. like coming off of that but also there's a, a subtone of just like desperation and codependency sure because you can you can get that sort of like dark comedy sure angle do you remember the the weekly syndicated american hidden camera reality television series called cheaters is this was that a iabd presents <laughs> <laughs> yep it stars american syndicated captain dick <laughs> on the uss universe Diversity. journey 
no, it's it was a reality show about uh, <laughs> about cheaters. I don't remember it. It was a CW. And I don't think I would have watched it if I had found it. It was a nightmare yeah. because yeah, it was people you know enthralled by you know oh we followed your wife and she's in this motel right now with another man. What a horrible like, thing to do to someone. Oh, yeah, I mean, but it was every. I mean, I mean you everyone. could probably justify it like oh yeah, I mean it's the truth, right? You know, you're you're helping you're helping you're helping people by telling them the truth of their situation come on now come now. on now now um i think they wanted i mean they wanted the truth right they they hired the podcast to uh, be their not okay. podcast the show, the show to be their okay. personal detectives uh, okay right? so they agreed to it beforehand correct i mean yeah. one party did <laughs> out of the two yeah yeah um jeez so but that was kind of so could you take that and and twist it to a sitcom no because the characters would have to be the same every time for it mm-hmm. to be a sitcom it wouldn't be a good reality show um, but you could just make this song the theme, the ending theme for the CW show Cheaters. I, kinda, <laughs> I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind that. Um, I suppose. What if, okay, the year is 2050. Okay, you, we're on this. Give, All it, right. give, give it to me. 2050. Um, cheating is bad hilarious but now funny it's it's become it's become like so like you like burst in the door and like you see your partner with somebody else oh. and you just break out laughing i got it okay the year's 2015 <laughs> keep following here. i'm here i'm here dom de Louise pa- runs polyamory has been normalized to the point where it's probably more popular than uh ma- magnanimity <laughs> monogamy magnanimity yeah so um, so these two get into a relationship. Uh-huh. The guy assumes he's in a poly relationship since that's more common, the monogamy. The girl thinks she's in a monogamous relationship and it's all their wacky trials and tribulations because they love each other. It's like, it's like, and they, and they never no, they do. tell but each other. Maybe it's like a husband and wife who like, I'm a Republican and I'm a Democrat, but we love each other anyways. Like she doesn't want to be. He in cheats a poly- on me all the time, but that's okay. <laughs> she doesn't want to be in a poly relationship. Oh God! This well, is really be in a relationship yeah. She shouldn't be in a relationship. I don't know. I think we've hit us. The year is twenty fifty. <laughs> Let's start there. It's always better when. So we've got we've got the foundation. The sure. year is twenty fifty. Sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the start. I think you're right. It has to be a crazy ex girlfriend. Maybe the read where with Kevin where this person's a stalker. That's funny. Stalking or, is funny. That's hilarious. Okay. Or maybe I mean it could be if it's a crazy ex girlfriend thing. There could be a. Um, Maybe the, the the cheating isn't actually taking place in the real world. Like it's all sort of this imaginary um, thing, sort of like a like Scrubs, where there'd be like a cutaway, mm-hmm. and then there'd be like some sort a of gag. like a gag, like non non diegetic okay. piece of like a little scene. Sure. So maybe this cheating is all taking place in the partner's head, and so oh, Jesus. So it's focusing on like her issues but the issues are always put sort of in a uh hilarious way because like she's going she's going out of her way to like catch him right cheating but she never can right and every time she can't catch him like the it would be sort of a a formulaic thing where every episode or every seasonal arc yeah uh she gets closer and closer and then she's about to catch him like it does that like that reality show twist where everything you thought was was real isn't real but they were all planning her a surprise party the whole time yeah Yeah, something like like that 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 would be like that would be like a 90s comedy sure 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 yeah the year is 2090 the year is 2090 yeah i could see that but then that also kind of paints the woman as an insane shrew like i know my husband is cheating i'm gonna find and like i mean but it could be if we if we want to bring it up to modern day it could be um Sort of the undertone could be that she has serious mental health issues, like sure. uh, like on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Sure. Like, oh, by the way, she is actually crazy. Sure. Yeah. Um, God, as much she as needs I help. fucking love Crazy Ex Girlfriend, yeah, the idea's been done, but I think that's the only way that you can. It's, it's all, all been, been done. done. 
Jesus fucking Christ. I think it's the only way you could do this successfully is to have a show about someone with mental problems that's handled in a very good way, but also a funny way, right? Yeah. I don't like I don't like that though. Neither do I. But this is the segment we've been saddled mm-hmm. with. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from a good buddy of ours. You can email us as well if you want. Best buddy of it's, ours. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Today we actually have two emails. What? One small, one big. Let me read the small one to you first. Okay. This one's from Riley. Better, better makes sense. To whom it may concern. When I saw BNL live at Red Rocks, Ed told a story about buying a drone, flying it around the amphitheater, and crashing it into a rock. Do you think he was telling the truth? <laughs> With all due respect, Riley. Ed, as we all know, is a consummate liar. <laughs> oh, you! I was going to say just plain old yes. Why the fuck would he lie about that? Is he a liar? Consummate he liar. He told me he would never lie. Ah, uh, fuck. He got me. Yeah. <laughs> that piece of shit. That's truth. I mean, every time I call him, he's like doing monkey. He's like talking about shit that never happens, right? Uh-huh. He's so doing he's like, I'm growing a mustache. I'm talking like Mickey Mouse, you know? <laughs> Fucking Ed, man. Sure. You can't right. trust a word that comes out of that guy's mouth. Yeah. Okay. So you think he was lying? Absolutely. All right. So we're There's no one. doubt in my mind. Riley, you're going to have to break the tight. Listeners. I mean, first of all, he's not a lady and he's not naked. Yeah. But that's like, funny. His whole entire career is predicated that's on lies. That's a joke. It's not a lie. It's a joke. Is it a joke or is it a lie? That's a, a scary uh, line to toe. Joke or lie. Lie. <sighs> Listeners, we're one on one over here. So each of you in your cars or at the gym right now, wherever you are, I want you to either say lie or truth out loud to yourself. And we'll hear it. To break the tie. Wow. You're right. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I guess, he's, I guess the bar- best bare naked ladies are right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our second email. I expected more from you, listeners. <laughs> This email comes from our friend, Seize Richard. Hey, he's back, my b- boy, <laughs> my big boy. This one is titled, Hi, who are some women? <laughs> Hello. When you reached out to me on the internet, I was alone. But you told me to be alone, so I thought that was right. But you told me that it was okay for people again. <laughs> for my questions, there are a lot of powerful man-slash-man scenes in your show where you talk to your hosts about things such as music. But you also talked about J.K. Rowling recently? Have you considered replacing yourselves with women and doing a woman-slash-woman podcast about the Naked Ladies? If so, which woman would replace each member of the band? For example, <laughs> I think Shirley Manson could be very good at music and would make a very good member of the band instead of... Tyler? Thank you, Rich. P.S. Do not read further until you are live on air. And I have not read this part yet. Okay. There is nothing here. But <laughs> there's nothing here, but we are enemies now. So I hope this tricked you into ending your show forever. Good luck. What? We are enemies now. What did you do to Seize? I didn't think I did anything to him. Okay, so. Well, you never think you did anything to Seize Richards. <laughs> if we were replacing each member of the Bandicoot Ladies with a lady. Well, I thought we were replacing ourselves with ladies. <laughs> replacing and also the bands with ladies? With women. If so, which women? <laughs> okay. Wait, have you considered replacing yourselves with women and doing a woman-woman podcast about the Bare Naked Ladies? If so, which woman would replace each member of the band? Okay, okay so, so presume so first, we are replacing ourselves. No, no. First, The answer to the first question is, have we considered replacing oh. ourselves with women? No. no. Now, if so, if so, so no. no, we don't okay, actually answer sorry. the rest of the question. <laughs> should, we, should we get another question? <laughs> all right, here's our let's third just, question. Let's just, let's just uh, pretend we said yes. Okay, all right. So, yes, we've considered replacing no, ourselves like, with women. let's just... We've we negated Caesar's question entirely. I mean, we answered it. We didn't negate it. We answered it, right? 
Have we? No. Okay, here we go. This I, next question... I actually have just considered doing it, though, so... Oh, fuck. Well, so did I. All right, well... All right, so who would we replace each member of the band with? <sighs> well, I do like Shirley Manson on drums, even though I don't think she's a drummer. <laughs> I don't think she is either. I truly... Uh, I'm so bad with bands... I don't know who plays what instrument in what band. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's just pretend that all everybody our female, plays every everybody instrument. plays everything. But I think okay. like I know that I've always said that like Gwen Stefani would be a good replacement for Stephen Page because she's she's the queen of confessionals and that's what SCP does. No black margarita. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, who uh, who is the drummer? I forgot already. Shirley Manson. From Shirley Manson. Garbage. From garbage is the drummer. Uh, Gwen Stefani is Steve. Oh yeah, that was your pick. Was Gwen Stefani? So Rich yep. got one pick. Yep. You got one pick. Uh, my pick is, uh, I would say that uh, Ed's part could be taken over by Bjork. I want to hear Bjork, <laughs> Bjork on, on backing vocals. I feel like Bjork would be more of like a uh, like a um, Cregan. Yeah. I mean, she's I, a, she's a I understand why you would think right? that. Okay. I wish it were your turn. God, I wish. <laughs> God, Evan, in my heart of hearts, I wish it were your turn. And now it is, thankfully. So who replaces the Krieg? Um, the Krieg is replaced by, Ooh, I'm trying to think like a, somebody, a Mary Kay Blige, I think would be a good, (laughs) good, um, I'd like to see her on bass. She plays the upright bass. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to see her on an upright bass. Sure. Uh, Dame Dame Judy Dench. (laughs) Who do I have left? I have Kev. Uh, I think. Oh, on piano. Some little uh, singer-songwriter, like a Taylor Swift or a, someone with a lot of breathy vocals, like a. Ooh. Barbara who's the, Streisand. Who's the lead singer from Redhead Blonde? Blonde Redhead? What's what? What's her name? The one that does the evil Morty theme song that everyone like, memed out a couple years ago. I have no idea. Okay. Never mind then. It's, it's your turn. It's going to be Barbara Streisand for me. That's who takes over. Yeah. Okay. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> that was yeah, Barbara Streisand. Could you, right? sing yeah. the, could you hear her sing In the Drink? Yeah. No, that was Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Kev. Oh, this is. You're the one vanishing. <laughs> yeah, which I could hear that actually. I so, feel like breathier. You need to go breathier than I Streisand. You need to go breathier? Yeah. So. Like a Tori Amos. Oh, who did. Uh, Tori who did, Amos. Who did Santa Baby? Tori Amos. Shut the fuck up, you had your t- Santa Baby. Hurry like down the chimney Feist. tonight. Uh, was it Feist? No. No. It Feist, but I think Feist would do really well as Kevin, I, too. Hey, guess what? God, I wish. <laughs> I so <laughs> wish it was your turn. Eartha Kit is who is going to be my Kev. We picked a lot of women of color for our. We have Mary J. Blige, Eartha Kit, and. Uh, Bjork. Bjork, yeah. Although she's, I guess, I mean, because she's probably Sami or something like that. Yes, uh, yeah. So, she's, okay. She's Icelandic. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think she's she's like. I don't know her heritage. She's, yeah. I, should we speculate on people's heritage on the podcast? That sounds like a fun activity I mean, she for looks us like, to do. Like, I mean, Iceland has a, a very small gene pool and has had a small gene pool for a long time, right? Sure. So that's yes. why, like, Bjork looks a lot like the lead singer from, like, monsters and men right because yeah. you know there's just a it, would it surprise you to know that her her wikipedia page does not tell it just says she's icelandic yeah so, i mean yeah. okay she's icelandic right born and raised in reykjavik cool neat well there so wait our band was shirley manson on drums on drums on lead vocals gwen, gwen stefani on backing vocals bjork on dr- on uh, uh, upright bass, Mary J. Blige, Blige, and on piano, Eartha Kitt or Barbara Streisand, <laughs> they switch out every tour. 
Great. There's the the fully clothed men. Well, it, it was Barbara Streisand, but then she left after the first album and Eartha Kitt came on. Yes, that's true. I remember that. And then uh, wasn't there another lady? No, that's Stephen Page. Welp, <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for too long. Mm. Ev? Yeah. We dig dog did it. Who can't say we didn't? Nobody can't. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee, to be honest. Um, you can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done to Better Good Ladies Podcast. Like us up on there. You can get with us on Twitter. You can tie a note to a rock and throw it as high as you can. <laughs> and stand right below it. And then you'll see us very soon. <laughs> we await you. <laughs> At Been Done Pod is our Twitter. Um, Just uh, write a letter to us in any library book and we'll find it. We will find it. Um, or you could whisper it into the coin slot of a Japanese arcade machine. Yeah, there we, <laughs> we go. Will, we'll hear your Pachinko. message. <laughs> You'll hear, you'll hear our response in the clattering of little metal balls. Yes, absolutely. Um, Ed, what do you have to plug this the week? The wine of cicadas outside will slowly form our voice. <laughs> Welcome to the Bannigan <laughs> Ladies <laughs> Podcast. Um, what do you have to plug? Okay. What's going on? Okay. 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 Candy. Candy? Yeah. Wow. What kind of candy, buddy? Popular candy. Popular, popular candy? candy? <laughs> well, like, a, like a gummy bear? Yeah, that's popular. Like a little, little candy necklace? Okay. What else, bud? Like a like a Twizzler. Okay. A red vine. This week, just like last week, I'm going to plug. My band has a new CD out. You can get it. This is be the last time I plug. Nerd it. Core's Dynamic Duo 2D6. Oh, thank you. Very nice. 2D6music.bandcamp.com. Who gives a shit? You can have it for free. Yeah, it's free. It's pay what you want. So please just pay zero dollars and download it. I'm Saker. I'm Evan in the house, and I go outside. I touch myself, then I go for a ride. I'll see you again. I touch myself frequently, like not sexually, just like, you know, like your hand brushes your own leg. See you again in one week, everybody, when I think about you.